All right. Well, this is week 10 of the seven habits. So it's taken us 10 weeks. That includes a couple of, or at least one thing I did with somebody else up front. Uh, I do want to say, if you got any part of this book that you want to do a deep dive on, let's do a, a uh, we do a one-to-one uh, over Zoom uh, for a deep dive on any of this. Um, I'm committing to go through this book again, at least listen to it uh, once a quarter for the rest of the year. There's just too much stuff in here. It's amazing this book was written in what, 1986, uh, 1989. It was written in 89. And um, uh, and so much of it is uh, obviously be relevant, but this even some, some things he's saying in this chapter about uh, uh, your social, what do you call it? Your social dimensions. So chapter seven, sharpen the saw. And so this is principles of a balanced uh, self-renewal. The first three habits was all about a private victory. Habits four, five, and six were the public victory, meaning when you're with other people. Uh, whether it's family or coworkers uh, out networking, any type of, of uh, anytime you're not just with yourself, it's public. Public now, this is the principles of balance renewal, which is around all of that, and he breaks them down into four dimensions: physical, self, or I'm sorry, physical social slash emotional, spiritual, and mental. I, I like what he said here on page 345, that almost all the benefit of the exercise is uh, lifting weights. Uh, uh, almost, I'm sorry, almost all the benefit of exercise comes at the very end. He says, I'm trying, this is the guy kept talking to him, I'm trying to build strength, and that doesn't happen until the muscle fiber ruptures and the nerve fiber registers the pain then nature overcompensates within 48 hours the fiber is stronger just just when you go through that all i think back to is sports days i can remember you know when you first get loose for spring training you're throwing and your elbow gets for any of y'all kids play baseball if you remember you probably got a sore elbow at some point where you couldn't even lift up and touch your billy or hat right but you had to throw through it and i played in center field there were games when my arm was dragging down on my feet and i had to cover it up so the people didn't take extra bases on me but uh but the fact of the matter is that's how the body improves itself you're absolutely right that marathon attempt that i did and my legs were such bad shape that week i was really kind of concerned but I'm running better since then. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've doubled. You know, I do the walk run thing, but I've doubled the amount that I can run now. And it had nothing to do with my heart or, or my lungs or anything. It's all I knew had to do with my weak legs. Um, uh, but uh, really increased the strength there. Uh, so anyway, he has, he has just great stuff here. To say um, um, and, and about that, you know, you're dealing with a, you're not dealing with a quick fix. 
talking about improving yourself physically, you're dealing with the quadrant two activity, you know, which is not urgent, but important. It's activity that will bring phenomenal long-term results. Um, ask anyone who has done it consistently, low by low, your resting pulse rate will go down as your heart and oxygen processing system becomes more efficient. So, um, you know, a lot of good stuff in there, you know, about the flexibility and the strength. Uh, the spiritual dimension is your core, your center, your commitment to your value system. It's a private area of life and supremely important one. It draws from upon the sources that inspire and uplift you and tie you to the timeless truths of all humanity. And people do it very, very differently. He says, I find renewal in daily prayerful meditation on the scriptures because they present my value system. As I read and meditate, I feel renewed, strengthened, centered, and recommitted to serve. Then he goes on to immersion to great uh, literature and music. Um, somewhere in here, he talked about, uh, you got a list. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? No, that was it. Anyway, somewhere I thought he had a, um, he had a list. I guess so. Um, Ernie, I sent you the other day a podcast uh, text. Did you see it? Um, I don't think I did. Yeah, it's an interview. No. The podcast I listened to um, is Renovation of Heart that we studied. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got that. And, uh, but, um, organization that I learned about that book from maybe called Renovari. And, uh, they have a, a, a weekly podcast. Um, and last week they interviewed the author of a book that I've been studying for a while about having a discerning life. And uh, a lot of what Cubby's talking about here is, is there in that book. Uh, uh, but anyway, great, great interview uh, that Nathan Foster did with Steve Machia. Yeah, I'll listen to that. Sorry about that. I haven't gotten to it. I will. Thank you for reminding me. So is the spiritual, I, I don't have my book in front of me, so is the spiritual just dealing with more of the attitude thing, or is it, is it, or is it more into the real spiritual thing? He's talking about it's, uh, it's highly related to habit two, which is begin with the end in mind. Um, that's your core. Uh, talks a little bit about Meditation, prayer for meditation. Doesn't he also mention value system? He does. He does. Okay. Even and, if we don't agree with someone else's value system, I'm, that is important. Yeah. And, um, you know, part of my morning prayer includes, um, and I've got my values, which I'm from uh, Maxwell's commentary 
-hmm. and the Sermon on the Mount, he lists, I think it's seven values that he pulled out of that, out of the Sermon on the Mount, and that's mm -hmm. become over the years my, you know, my values that I've, I've, stri I've strived to, uh, to practice. There's always a gap in there that you do a gap analysis and you, and you see values that you weren't practicing. So there's, you know, that's a gap. But um, I go once a week to two weeks. Sometimes it's every, you know, three or four mornings in a row, I'll go through and read that scripture and, and uh, you know, pray around those values and, and meditate on those verses right there. Um, I think I posted that recently in the CBLG site. Um, the, um, you know, he says, uh, uh, I find renewal in daily prayerful meditation on scriptures because they represent my value system. Uh, as I read and meditate, I feel renewed, strengthened, centered, and commitment committed to serve. I think I said that more ago. But, um, So, Danny, what I what I have found to be a struggle with on on the prayer thing is, remember when we did the Master One and we came up with our prayer for work? Well, it's funny you you get into all this and you get that centered and you use it, and then two months later it's out of sight, out of mind, right? Until you just said that a minute ago, I forgot all about that, which you know. So the discipline side of this is what's difficult, right? So. Um, I try to follow that Lord's prayer and say, like the beginning is our father in heaven, I'll be the name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done to try to pray about things that we can't control, like his will and don't understand what's going on in the world. And it's confusing and scary and, 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 you know, pray about that and, and give peace to other people and stuff like that. I don't, it, it's confusing where to pray except for people, Right. And, and like we're supposed to, um, uh, but I try to follow that Lord's Prayer example because it just about covers everything in a very short amount of time. Uh, well, they did but, ask, you know, and, you know, the apostle said, uh, you know, his followers said, how do we pray? And he said, pray like this. And um, so, yeah, I use the Lord's Prayer as, a, as kind of a, um, a platform. Um, to get in, um, mm -hmm. and then I, I've listened. I'll go Google, and, uh, uh, and and I stick with pastors that I've read their books. You know, I've got recommendations from another pastor, pastor I've listened to, uh, that down the path. I don't just Google it completely, but um, um, the like recently, I was listening to uh, Matt Carter. Matt was a pastor here in Austin, at Austin Stone founded that church and you know, 15,000 people, and he decides to leave and go to a church in Houston. And I've been listening to him down there um, uh, every Sunday, every Sunday night, Monday morning. And uh, he recently did, or he's finishing up this coming week, a sermon series on the Lord's Prayer. And, uh, and he talks about when you say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He said something that, that I hadn't locked into i'm sure some others have said it but is that 
that about praying, you know, where he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, is let me take my kingdom and my will and surrender it to your kingdom and your will. That's, you know, he's saying that's what. So I use it there, and I get to the point about uh, 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 forgive me as I forgive others. Well, then I'll start going through a I'll, I'll let my mind wander into what who others are and and, and one that I need to forgive uh, but then others that are in my you know you know prayer list and I'll even pull up my prayer list I remember Jeff Baker Tom uh, uh, mm. talking about at CBLG uh, last year about the prayer list that's in the U version Bible I've been mm -hmm. using that ever since and uh, yep. Uh, and uh, so I'll go over there and, that, and I really feel convicted about others. So I have a list of people, you guys are in it, and the prayers y'all yeah. asked for, and, you know, you know, hurting for you and your brother and, and your nephew. And, you know, I've got, I think the oldest prayer I've got in there is, is one praying for Tom, right? That Tom wants to pray for, uh, uh for our country. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I meet with, uh, try to meet with Jeff Baker at least once a month for coffee. And uh, last time Derek gave me a gift, it was this. Whoops. Well, you probably can't read that, can you? I want to tell you, Book of Signs by Dr. David Jeremiah. Do you know Dr. Jeremiah? Yeah. Okay, with yeah. study guides. Now, with taxis, I'm not busy. Uh -huh. So I haven't started this yet. But he, I mean, this is really two, uh, two uh, small books, study guides, plus the book. And I didn't know about it until I read a little bit about this Dr. Jeremiah, but it sounds really interesting. So it's yeah. really not skipped. You know, he was here in Cedar Park uh, 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 about five years ago. Okay. And over at the HEB Center and um, uh, spoke. The guy was incredible. Some friends of, of ours invited us and we went. He, he, yeah. He, yeah, he's he's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I knew he was out of California. It was about all, I didn't know about his work, but. Um, it looks really good. It was really nice of Jeff to do that. So, yeah. I think I think one of the hardest things to do is like in, you know, step four is to take that moral inventory of yourself, right? A real true audit of your heart, so to speak. Uh, and and it's hard to 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 drill down to things without the condemnation that goes with Romans 8 once, right? Because the, the sad thing is when you start beating yourself up about taking your moral inventory is you've got to be really careful not to put yourself into shame mode about your past and, and things you went through and did stupid things. So you, 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 know, you got to, there's a fine line there, how you have to treat yourself uh, taking taking that moral inventory of your of your of your system, right? Your heart. So, yeah, you figure y'all figure that out. Let me know. Well, you know, I just tell you from my standpoint is um, I don't have near the, the guilt today that I had five years ago. Let's say, and it's mainly because I've learned more about praying about it. And uh, yeah, and, and you know, I had somebody say to me a few uh, you know, recently they said something about. Um, um, pray and he said, Danny, I, you know, maybe you pray more than I do. I just can't pray. And I said, you have to you have to practice that prayer. You have to practice it. And, and the more I practice at it, the more I pray. And uh, uh, 
But, yeah. but you know, Dan, let me just say this. Um, I forget who, what pastor mentioned this, but it's almost like keep it simple. Yeah. You hear people praying, it's a dissertation. And I, I got it. I mean, yeah, I, I read yeah, prayer yeah. Sunday. And I mean, the guy went on, I'm, I'm getting, and this is a knock, probably three minutes. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. going to guess that he was, based on someone we knew in Dayton, I'm going to guess this gentleman was Nigerian. And, uh, um, no, the, the guy in the church in Dayton. And, yeah. So anyway, um, but you know what? There wasn't a single unnecessary word. Yeah. Man, this guy, I mean, it, it really made you think. You're thinking, okay, we're done. Well, you were not done because you had to think about that. And if you know anything about Nigeria, I guess, it's tough being a Christian over there. Yeah, it's real tough. I mean, it's really tough. So, I mean, I, I was like, wow, I went on a long time. But like, th this guy was, but you've heard people pray and you go like, what are you doing? Versus yeah. something really simple to the heart. Can you see that? Uh-huh. Yeah, I see it. Look, can you see the title of that? Yeah. Yeah, even if they kill me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. I met someone, wow, like late 90s. She was um, a uh, Hubert Humphrey fellow at the LBJ Library from Nigeria. And uh, she spoke out about the government. And when she got ready to go home, they had to have the State Department get her home. She was going to try to stay, and they threatened to kill her, her family. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a, like, no. So, it, you know, she was just to speak up as a Christian was, I mean, she put a lot of lives at risk, but she didn't back off. But they literally escorted her to get her back home. Wow. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the uh, to the mental dimension, and uh, get get the idea of reading this that he's not a big TV fan, <laughs> and it definitely is down in the habit three area. Um, it says wisdom and watching TV requires effective self-management of habit three, which is, you know, putting first things first. He said, I'm grateful for television, for the many high quality education entertainment programs. He goes on and with a, with a big buck, there are many programs that simply waste our time and minds and many influence us in negative ways. Of course, this was written in 89. It was updated a couple of times up until 2020. Uh, but um, um, like like Ozark, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Can't help year, but I love it. Yeah, Danny, year, can I ask you a question? Have yeah. you got either of you guys? Have you watched The Chosen? Yes. Absolutely. So, okay. So, what do you think of? I like it. Uh, it you know, I just do. It's historical fiction. Uh, yeah. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, what do you think, Hardy? Um, that is not new. Um, I'm going to jump on, on something here. In 1979, uh, Dallas Theological Seminary with some folks put together uh, stories like that using uh, verbatim biblical scriptures, and they were selling that program to churches. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, really? What I what I do like about the chosen 
that is better than that original is is that they don't actually make it look like nothing ever goes wrong right that that people that you get the impression that these people are really having to make hard decisions and they don't understand right. stuff whereas that other one it, you always understood it okay. like peter in the chosen is amazing because he doesn't get anything he right. gets nothing <laughs> he gets nothing yeah. you know he's ready to slice off ears go fight you yep. know tell people where to go i mean you know and then you got the and then matthew had no clue yeah matthew, matthew had he's, no like clue. A, he's like a savant matthew's like a savant the way he plays him right i mean right. it's just i mean he really is he's coming yeah. he's coming from the tax collector side right. uh for the roman empire and he's having to cynically go through everything you ever believed and then he's having to, and then he ends up writing a gospel, right? Because he's a thinker and he sat back and watched it all. Yeah. Uh, and and I think it was interesting that Jesus gave him a lot of attention, even though he always seemed to disagree <laughs> with them, right? right? So but historically, you know, historically, Matthew, you know, historically, there, there, well, there's some arguments, you put it this way, there's some arguments that Matthew was was had slight autism, and uh, he had incredible memory for numbers, which is why he left his family and became a tax collector and went through that university and excelled the way he did. You guys like chosen, which you do. Uh, 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 there's a a four book series called the Jesus Chronicles. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I've read them and I listened to them last year. Okay. Guys, it's the it's it, it, by the way they're written by Dallas Brid, uh, Dallas Jenkins is the uh, uh, the, the, the writer. His dad. They're written by his dad. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, uh, Lahey and Jenkins that wrote the Left Behind series. Left Behind, yeah. But then they wrote these things called the Jesus, Jesus Chronicles, which is okay. an historical fiction. Okay. Guys, uh, uh, I just listened to um, Luke. No, I listened to Mark again uh, uh, in January when I was sick. And I'm going to listen to all of them again this year. Yeah. It, 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 it changed when I read the New Testament between the yeah. Chosen I've been I've read these years ago, then started listening okay. to them about three or four years ago before the chosen came out. But it's um, and I like listening to it because uh, they do a really, really good job okay. on the audible. Another author to follow us on were with us on gospels that was really good was A. T. Robertson. Robinson. If you go look him up, you'll see all his uh, books. A lot of these were ones we did in seminary, like the parallel gospels. And and but A. T. Robinson uh, is no longer with us, but writes some amazing books on the on the different gospels. Uh, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Okay, I don't mean to sidetrack, but I just had to get that reaction because, I, for me, the chosen added some personality or character flavor to what is provided in the Bible. Yeah, I, I, that's, and Tom, that's what I'm got exact, me emotionally. I'm, I'm the exact same way after okay. after reading and then listening yeah. to the yeah. uh, uh, the Jesus Chronicles. When I'm reading, I, I'm able to put myself in their place much better. Okay, 
I mean, kind of like walking. They decided to walk with Capernaum. I mean, that was that was a four day walk. It wasn't just right. you know around the corner, right. like not like you know walking no. to the they walk in my office. To, you know, right. Well, the, uh, Yvonne, who never reads, will not pick up a book for any reason at all, never has really understood the Bible except for listening to Christian music and slowly getting it from me or whatever, saw this and now gets it, okay? that go. That's the impact it has on people that are not familiar with the Bible. So we are, but she wasn't. So it made total sense okay. to her. For the first time, she was able to understand the story uh, as opposed to just going, I don't understand this, right? Yeah, so, very, very good. Well, let's uh, let's try to finish good this. Good stuff, uh, Tom. Good good point yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great segue. Great segue. Uh, he does mention here under the mental uh, dimension, and we're talking about the uh, you know, sharpening the saw and the four dimensions of physical, mental, spiritual, and social slash emotional. He says here, uh, he talked about reading quality you know, literature. Uh, he says, particularly if we practice fat habit five as we read and seek first to understand. Let me back up. Uh, um, quick uh, quality literature, and he gives a list, and other publications that expand our cultural awareness and current literature in various fields can expand our paradigms and sharpen our mental saw, particular, particularly if we practice habit five, which is first uh, understand, then be understood as we read and seek first to understand. And, you know, that just for me, it goes back to uh, that not having to accept somebody else's ideas. You know, it's just, you know, entertaining what other people have to say. And we do that all the time. And we watch shows that we don't agree with. There's things, I mean, you know, there's this, you know, blood and guts and other things we don't agree with and we wouldn't do, but we watch it because it's entertaining. The same thing when we read things is read it to entertain to, you know, you know for the knowledge. Uh, uh, he says, if we use our own autobiography to make early judgments before we really understand what an author has to say, we limit the benefits of the reading experience. Uh, and, you know, and, C.S. Lewis had a lot to say about that. Aristotle said some stuff about that. It's you know, not new, but I like the way he put it. And he goes on, organizing and planning represent other forms of mental renewal associated with habits two and three. Uh, he says, uh, sharpen the saw in the, in the three first dimensional, spiritual, physical, and mental, is a practice I call the daily private victory. I commend you the simple practice of spending one hour a day every day doing it one hour a day for the rest of your life um so uh, and finally the social emotional again this is 1989 i don't know what the first book said and there's a couple of updates to it uh, in, uh, uh last one was 2020 but the social and emotional dimensions of our lives are tied together because our emotional life is primarily, but not exclusively, developed out of and manifested in our relationships with others. And that's the truth. And, and what the social media now is doing. I don't think we had that term in 2020. Uh, yeah, we did. In 20, it wasn't 2020, it was 20, 2000 update. 
It was a term. Yeah, when was social media? Social media didn't really start till 2004, 2005, MySpace. Well, and that's about the time the iPhone got released. So that really boosted it because you had it in your hand. Don't you think, Hurdy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so the whole, the, the real reason social media took off was because bandwidth was in the ground. You know, uh, faster Wi-Fi and big broadband pipes were being stuck in the ground, so people could watch stuff on TV and blah blah blah. So, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, so social media. Uh, I, my concern about social media is where it's going. It's going to artificial intelligence, and it's it's putting people in a fantasy world of uh, you know, depending on how you accept things, right? So we have to be careful there. Uh, well, I mean, it's aware, aware, awareness is a big factor, and we're aware. I, I mean, I'll, there's not three of us, four of us on here that aren't aware of it and paying attention to it. But kids today are trying to be virtual because they don't they they want to be hidden. Does that make any sense? Well, I mean, I know some people my age that are trying to be hidden. Uh, uh, I think it's right. it, it, there's a lot of it that's working together. He says here, um, it's interesting. I'm on page 351. Renewing our social emotional dimension does not take time in the same sense that renewing the other dimensions does. We can do it. In our normal everyday interactions with other people, but it definitely requires exercise. We may have to push ourselves because many of us have not achieved the level of private victory, habits one, two, and three, and the skills of public victory, habits four, five, and six, become naturally to us in all interactions. And he gives a pretty good example there of that and, um, and, and about practicing habit four, moving into habit five. And then finally moving to habit six, he says that success in habits four, five, and six is not primarily the matter of intellect, it's primarily a matter of emotion. It's highly related to our sense of personal security. So, you know, the thought process that I've had just now, uh, you know, my business is down, um, you know, got a good team. Um, uh, I'm feeling the, the need to get out and do some more networking. Hmm. And, but I don't want to. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 I feel like after two years of, it wasn't so much COVID as it was the visit for two years. And uh, weren't staffed right, had to work a lot of hours. Of, uh, you know, in, in 2020, I averaged probably 12 hours a day, uh, uh, about at least five and a half days a week. And, well, um, well, Danny, let me ask this. It, uh, I got the same question. So it's not networking. It's the, if you'll forgive me, it's the right networking. Yeah, right? that's what I've you've been there where they're just collecting business cards. Yeah. They're going to spam you till you die or until you shut off your ISP, right? Yeah. Whatever it is. And you're, you're like, that's not what I'm looking for. No, and it's not. And I'm, you know, and what I, you know, I come out of, I mean, guys, I had not, the only, my life was about my family 
and my business. Is at the base of this hill from where I'm at. I had 120 employees in that building. And um, uh, I was at a, uh, if I was at anything that wasn't that related to that, everything was, everything I did was related to that, except for some friends I had that would, that were out on the lake. That was my, you know, associated with my family. Um, went to church on Sunday mornings. I uh, had a couple other things around that, but, it, but uh, I was at a mortgage banker's conference for uh, four or five days once a quarter and a local luncheon once, once a month um, on a committee or two. That association. Mm-hmm. So I went back out on the streets and networking. Um, you know, I am a task oriented extrovert. Um, um, and so I'm a DC with an eye bent on certain things. And I'm gonna call you out. Okay, those letters don't mean anything, man. Okay, well, okay, I know they did you, but I'm saying to everyone else, like, okay, if you roll that off, the normal lists are gonna go. Yeah, well, and, and what, what it is, what? I, be careful. Ta- but you know what task oriented means? You know what extrovert means? Okay. And, and, yeah. and so, and are you under stress or are you not? And then uh, let's determine what you really are. Right. <laughs> and when I'm under stress, there you go. But, but I'm just saying, I, I'm yeah. still a task oriented. I, I am okay. a, yeah. a, a, like at, going to a networking event this morning. I'm, I'm coming to Gridhorn tomorrow morning. And I'm already under stress about it. Okay. Okay. You're depressed about it? Well, I'm, str- I'm stressed and depressed. Okay. Tom, I know Danny. So here's what you need to do. You need to meet him there and he will be uh, happy. I'll be there. Okay. Here. Okay, Danny, as, long, as long as he as long as he has somebody he knows there, he'll be fine. Okay. It, yeah. it, 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 okay. He doesn't like I mean, walking Danny, in the room. He doesn't you, know anybody. Okay. But, you know, everybody in this room right now, Get stuff done. Okay, we got to check that box. Now, here's a point. Okay, there are people there that go, I don't want it that way. They want it easy. You know that. So if you just ignore them, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, I network because I think I can give and I can receive something from my clients like, wow, I need a resource. And, you know, I've been doing the pay for it a long time. I don't keep score. So, you know, if you walk in there saying, I got to walk with a piece of business. Before you walk in, you know the deal. It's a failure, right? I mean, well, mine's already set. Nobody walks in, checks their wallet to be sure they got enough money to buy stuff when they get there, other than Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so Tom, do you yeah. mind if I use that right networking for the next class? I'm developing a class on networking, doing it the right way, and you just gave me the title for my next class. But I have the content. I just that's cool. Well, Good. I mean, Thank you. you. Know, I mean, right I, networking. You know, my stop wasting handshakes. You know, class well, you right now okay. Similar was, was right. developed, right. but but what I was getting to sure. was that okay. I haven't been networking in two okay. years. You know, other, than, other than, I mean, I see you and Ray at the next race. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And um, what? Um, so I've I've fallen back into a. 10 year old almost to say an eight nine year old mindset about okay. networking 
And I've had to remind myself, like I went to one this morning, I had to remind myself in there, okay, you know, I'm, I'm specifically looking for people that I really, people that want to meet me, that's, that's great. Okay. But you know, my yeah, whole yeah. using the form, F-O-R-M, where you're from, what you do, blah, 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 and, and engaging them and letting them talk, engaging them in, in that conversation right. uh, and, and listening. But, uh, you know, I'm looking for, uh, you know, primarily uh, financial advisors. Okay. So, so I mean, I, I mean, I love that because you've got some kind of a course. I mean, not course. You have a target. It's legit, and you're not going to make some financial advisor give you any business that day. Yeah, you right. know that. I yeah, mean, we yeah. all know that. If they if they do, you're going to worry about them, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they only you know, know me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've got a yeah. whole, uh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I've looked at the people that give me business, and uh, you know, CPAs. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, but financial advisors, uh, you know, Jeff Kickle, uh, yep. uh, uh, you know, I, I guess I have somebody call me about something about a mortgage or a future mortgage on monthly sure. basis from Jeff and uh, Jeff, Jeff and Eric. And uh, uh, I'm doing a loan right now for one of their right. uh, associates. And but it's that person I can have the best conversation with right. uh, uh, as they're talking right. to people. So all, all through that process. And, I mean, you know, COVID, hopefully we learn from all the pain and all the change. I mean, it's kind of a reset. I don't think it'll ever go back to the old way 100%, which is okay. But just your awareness of, you know, like this right here, your emotional, social emotional. I mean, you're not out there to just like business cards or to have someone, you know, call you. Yeah. It's really about being a resource. And so, Thank you for answering questions that I have at times. And I try to do the same thing because I just know that I can't predict who needs my service. But the person I meet already knows that person. And you know that. So well, it's like I just try to give out information and they'll connect me if they can. Right. And yeah. if you go through it's, that, you have a certain market that uh, that's attracted to you. Okay. Right. If you're right. all attracted to a certain market, but then sure. Sure. Uh, uh, but it's the whole 80 20. Uh, oh yeah, it, it's, it's smaller. That's yeah, probably ten ninety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we're attracted. Like I tell loan officers, I know and realtors, I know you're attracted to Westlake and Lakeway, but if your business is all coming from Leander and Liberty Hill, right? Um, you know that that business in Leander and Liberty Hill that's attracted to you. Yeah. Even though you're attracted to Lakeway, yeah. Westlake. Market attraction versus attraction to market. And uh, go ahead, Hurry. Well, I was just going to say networking. I go to networking for one reason to get business, but but mm -hmm. that to get business means I have to approach people in the right way over a period right. of time and, and not just send them an email next day. But the fun thing I wanted to say was my networking was successful because I always provided answers and information. Mm -hmm without any cost to people yeah. in those meetings. And I was willing to walk out with no business cards or one. I just wanted to let people know, hey, this is important for you to know if, you know, and here's some great information to help your business, right? To me, that takes all the pressure off having to meet anybody. You, you just you just talk about what you do yeah. and you answer yeah. those questions and you get the information out there. Yeah. That works totally for me. Great. Now, but it doesn't work for everybody, you know? But yeah. I agree with you, Hardy. 
I mean, it's something I learned in, in consulting is that I walk in as a consultant into a company, no one reported to me. I couldn't make anybody do anything, right? But I yeah. could through influence. And that's what you're doing. I mean, you're offering yeah. expertise. And some people will not take it. Uh, thank you, God. Yeah. Right? Thank you for helping me. Because they right. don't want, you know, right. they don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, let's finish so this up, guys. Uh, you know, here to finish it up, you know, he, and I would love that if anybody wants to circle back to any of this and talk about it, as he finishes, he starts talking about uh, 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 scripting others. Doesn't sound, it, is, it, it, it sounds bad, but it's not. Uh, and it, and uh, um, he ends that uh, part of the book on scripting others a couple pages, uh, quoting Goff. As Goff thought, treat a man as he is, and he will remain as he is. Treat a man as he can and should be, he will become as he can and should be. And um, um, the, he also said something. I've got it on my website, uh, Danielle Smith. But he said something like that. Then he said, otherwise, it's just pure entertainment. Otherwise, you're just pure entertainment. A little bit different, but it's a really, really good uh, quote. Uh, then about balance, balance and renewal. The self-renewal process must include balance, renewal, and in all four demands, dimensions for nature. Already come back to what you said about the discipline a while ago. Um, some point we're going to go through the book. Choose to with uh, atomic habits. I've been going through that and um, learned a whole lot about habits there. But I have so many reminders that pop up that, uh, uh, that is sometimes, sometimes kind of stupid. And then when I, one reason I have that book blog, every book that goes on that blog, is so I can go back and, read, and I review it every once in a while. And, and, and kind of look at my bookshelf here behind me or in my office at home. I, I can look at those books and, I, and, and, and it's kind of like, I'm, down, I'm going down memory trail, and, mm -hmm. and and I start remembering what I was doing at that time. And so, then he talks about. Um, oh. Go ahead. So I was going to say, so Danny's comfort food. Have y'all figured this out yet? It's his book. <laughs> what have you been reading? Okay, so so mine's chocolate, but his is his books, and and so uh, so the the cool thing is is that right is that if he if he had a boat still and there was a lake nearby and he didn't have to worry about money and he didn't have to worry about anything he would sit on that boat all day long a couple of friends right occasionally and he'd read all day long am i correct well, we did some of that we're not so much reading y'all would see out there. i told you he would you he, he he that's what he loves to do and so you're, that's you're why i love to talk first, about this stuff so that that is your network your information that you provide is your network. Yeah. You're the master okay. of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. So he finishes up here talking about balance and renewal, <laughs> synergy <laughs> and renewal. The upward spiral. Renewal is, a, is the principle, the process that empowers us to move on an upward spiral of growth and change of continuous improvement. Uh, really good applications here. You've got this little spiral thing here. Uh, you know, uh, the upward spiral, learn, commit, do, learn, commit, do, learn, commit, do, learn, commit. And uh, 
I don't remember seeing this before until I picked this book up this time around. And, um, uh, but um, uh, then he finishes up the book actually with Inside Out again. Um, I don't know if this was in the original book. I don't remember. Um, uh, I think it probably was. It says, I believe that correct principles are natural laws and that God, the creator and father of all of us, is the source of them and also the source of our consciousness. I believe that to the decree people live by this inspired conscience, they will grow to fulfill their natures to the degree that they do not, they will not rise above the animal plane. And oh, by the way, mine's weather. <laughs> Heard it. Heard you got so excited with those tornadoes going on down here last week. <laughs> so, so uh, my point is, everybody has stuff that they're really, really good at, right? And 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 learning how to master those to to take them to the world is is the the tough part. So I have a lot to edit out of this, especially me this week. So I'll get rid of. No, leave it all in. Snark, leave it all snark in. Remark. Now, why don't you clue us in before we get off about what starts on April the fifth? Because that'll we can put this on the end of this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to send out an email. I've got it teed up here. I think I'll do it here in just a few minutes. But uh, we're going to go through the book, um, uh, the checklist manifesto. Hmm. Uh, it's a I read that book uh, sometime early last year, um, and it's a um, it's a physician. Uh, I think he's an emergency room specialist hmm. that okay. went and um, studied checklists and went to Boeing and spent a lot of time at Boeing um, aircraft. Uh, and studied their checklist that they have and how that came about that they have the system they have now because of you know a couple of plane um, uh, crashes and then how he took using checklist into the operating room uh, got uh, funded in uh, maybe 24 hospitals around the world uh, to, to use this checklist and go through it's a really good read, pretty quick. I assume we'll go through it uh, no more than four weeks, okay. for sure. And uh, 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 I've, I've, uh, I've always been a big policy and procedure and checklist type person. And uh, since, I think it was last year, not year before last, I read the book, I'll have to look, but uh, uh, I have, uh, you know, I had to do when I started that company down at the uh, bottom of this hill. We had about one wall had twelve tall filing cabinets, and uh, on it and where they were lateral filing cabinets. And then we had all these manuals up there, and I had an it. So uh, uh, every every department, every section of the department had a manual up there, and it was our man. It was our policy procedure library. And I started, we put manual up there with the name on the manual, had it printed on, uh, on the, uh, the edge, the binder. And then it had a, uh, uh, they were empty. And the manager, if you're manager of that department, your job was, uh, one of your duties was to fill that with policy procedures. And we had some of the best policy procedures. I mean, we had our yearly audit come in 
uh, uh, you know, accounting firm, you know, auditors, what, what that means. Yeah. Uh, they were blown away, uh, you know, about uh, all of our policy and procedures. If I had to do all over again, I wouldn't have anything but checklists. Yeah. And after reading this, uh, after going through this book, so um, uh, I already saw that. I think on my website, or I posted something about it, and he uh, uh, asked if we could go through that book. So uh, that, that's why we're going through that book. Okay, Danny, quick, quick note, close here for me. Okay. Yes, sir. So it's old, it's oldie but goodie. Porter's Five Forces model. So go look that up. It's simple. What is it's been it? around for years. What? And Michael Porter, he's the dean of Harvard Business School. Okay. Say it again. Five Forces and cross out industry and write in there Danny Networking. Just okay. I, 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 okay. You cut out there. You cut out on me just a little bit. Michael Porter. And, and what am I looking at? Michael Porter's Five five forces so it'll talk about industry competition just cross out the word industry right in danny's networking you're going to go oh yeah right. i mean this, this is it's really it's it's simple profound a lot of people don't like it. it means it's doing something good it's been written about a lot but a lot of companies took that and changed it but that's what you're dealing with and it's called it's michael porter five There's courses five forces yep yeah, Michael Five Forces. 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 With an F or C. Okay, yeah, Forces. F-O-R-C-E-S. Yeah, and, it. and it's he's well known. I mean, he's got other stuff too. Right. I mean, he's a he's a brilliant writer in business, yeah. whether you yeah. like him or not. But I mean, this is one where companies go back and go, oh yeah, that that that's what we're running to right now in the economy. But you can just look at it from networking and go, oh yeah, because the mentalist thing is jockeying for position among current competitors. Huh. That's one of those, like all this input, you're always, so you're looking for the right networking opportunity. So maybe it'll help because it's simple to understand, but it's kind of profound, like reading, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, study, Maxwell study box. Danny, thanks for doing this, man. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Guys, appreciate, I appreciate, appreciate the lesson. I appreciate it. We'll uh, uh, hope y'all keep coming back and, and because uh, I learned a lot just, just, uh, just reading through the book, knowing I got to read the next chapter before before Tuesday at two o'clock. All right. Okay, Danny, coffee's on me tomorrow. Redhorn, be there or be square, man. At what time? What time y'all start? 8 30. 8 30. I'll yep. be there. That's a good meeting. That's a good the, place to go. At the new Redhorn, not the old one. At the new right. One. right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, Y'all have a good day. Thank you. Good to see have you guys. Good. Thanks for the advice on the tax thing. I'll, I'll jump on that. Thank no you. No problem.